Oh, I know, Mike. Trust me. We're, we're, we're like, I mean, we're here. Eventually, like, some may consider us pioneers, but at this, yes, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Uh, Mike, before we get things going today, I just want to say that we had recently talked about some things we were potentially going to, like, have 3D printed. Mm-hmm. And we need to talk about what those things were. But what I do want to bring up, because I neglected to bring it up then, is I have no idea how the fuck 3D printers actually work. Hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know, like, what, what is, what is the material? Like, wh- how does this work? Do you know how it works? Uh, I mean, from my experience, I know how, I don't know if it's how all of them work, but I know how the ones I've seen work, work. What, like, what, do you know what the material is that it uses? Um. Like, I'm, I'm so fascinated, yes. I've just never looked it up. I've never, I'm sure there are Matter easier fact, answers. I know, I must have just got an email from them, because, let's see. What email account? Yeah. That 3D printer you wanted is on sale. Are you in the market for a 3D printer? No. What ended up happening was at some point I bought, like, the, if you want to call it the ink for the printer. Yeah. At some point I bought some. So, like, do you know what it is you bought? Like, what is the ink? Do you know what that is or no? Because I have no idea. I have no clue. There's different materials, and I can't remember exactly what the, or the filament, rather. So some printers can use different filament. Like different, yeah, but I think th- what it ultimately comes down to is like what you want the final product to be like. Like I think some material might be more flexible or more bendy. Interesting. In end product, or if you want something more rigid, then there's something that will end up more rigid when you're finished. Can you can something be printed in more than one color? I I feel like I always see stuff three D printed and it's just one color. Um, I th- believe you would have to. It would end up being like two different print jobs using two different colors, and then you might be able to put, put them, them together. together. But like it wouldn't, it wouldn't come out. So basically, what ends up happening is like you can think of it like at least the printer that I've seen. Think of like a coil of like some sort of plastic, like in a like a string sort of just like a coil of like kind of bendy plastic. Okay. And then what happens is it goes into like this nozzle, which heats it up. So it's like you know melt a little bit so that way it can kind of form form like so it'll let's say i was printing out like a a hollow rectangle right Mm -hmm. so it would kind of heat it up and then you know it would kind of shoot down like this in a square and then would just keep doing layer upon layer upon layer straight up and then it would just dry as it's going yeah or i guess like harden yes Weird. I, I don't know. I've just like, like I've never the, been. That's like the simplest version of it. But then, like, if you're printing out something more complicated, it might have to do other things. Are there like, are there like legitimate things you can three D print that like serve uses or no? Yeah. Like what? I don't. I I just I'm coming from a place of ignorance. Yeah. I just don't know. Like imagine. So I'm gonna use uh my my manager at work for example. Okay. Because what he's been doing is on Etsy. He's basically got a shop on Etsy where he's been printing out um like a like a phone holder to clip onto Peloton bikes. So if you have a Peloton bike and you want to like a holder for your phone, okay. he's been printing that out specifically and people are buying them. But, you know, another use case might be like just everyday objects that you might need something specifically made. Like let's say you have this is a bad example. Let's say this little stand for the so the camera broke and you just needed that stand in particular like if you could get the actual 
model for it, you could print out just that and then plop your camera back on. So I guess my follow-up question, and maybe you do or don't have the answer, I have, again, no idea. Mm-hmm. But what what type of, like, like, how do you tell the 3D printer, like, is it a specific type of file you need? Or does someone have to, like, give you, like, a like a digital rendering of something, and that's how it gets that, produced? That might be dependent on... Um, like, let's say, for instance, which I don't want to specifically say, but mm-hmm. the thing that we had talked about, you remember what I'm talking about? Yes. Like, if we were going to do that, what would we need in order to do that? It does need to be... Like, you have to make the 3D file somewhere. I don't know... I don't know the specifics there, but I know, like, there must be, like, a common file type. For instance, and I think I told this to you when we were talking about this. I had gone to a, um, like, a conference, whatever, in Vegas. Mm. And one of, like, the booths there did a free 3D scan of a person. So, like, I stood in this machine, and they took a 3D scan of me. I got emailed the file of me, and I gave that to my manager. I'm like, hey, can you print out this 3D model of me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you have this? Yes, but this particular whatever reason like it kept failing on him so like i've got a figure of myself it's about this big i do remember you telling me this broke at, like this part of my face yeah and then he tried just printing out just my head yeah and it printed out my head but like that same kind of area like something fucked up there so like i managed to just play with it and like just snap it in half yeah so like i've got like the top half of my head and the bottom half of my my head and like up to my shoulders. Take here. a picture for the next... Is that your house or is it at work? It's at my house. Take a picture of it now. I need to see what it looks like. I do remember you telling me this. Either way, that's still kind of cool. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Past Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we talk about Overwatch too much. Either way, we have a new delicious episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely Friday evening is the man, the myth, the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael, redacted middle name, Desir. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Mm. Yeah? You had all this energy to talk about 3D printing, and now it's like you want to tell people how you are, you're like, nah. Maybe I use it all on 3D printer stuff. Shit, it's going to be a long hour. Yep. In a long hour. So before we roll into some of the things we want to talk about tonight, Mike, we, so actually, do I want to go there first? I don't think, oh shit, I forgot all about that. Mike, why don't you explain what's going on here? Explain what's happening right now. I've got a half-eaten bag, because I went through half of it, of uh, zombie Skittles. i show that to the, uh, I don't know. It's on a delay, but it'll, it'll get there. Whatever. So, the zombie Skittles, if you're unaware, a, a Skittles put out, like, a Halloween-themed product where there are, let's see, four, five, six different flavors of Skittle in here, uh, five of which are perfectly fine Skittle flavors. There is a sixth flavor, which tastes like absolute asshole, and, um... We're going to have Brendan Fryson. God damn it. And I'm mad about this for a few reasons. One, because I'm on this healthy thing. I'm eating clean food yeah. since the beginning of the year, working on it every day, losing all this weight. And I don't want to be eating a bunch of Skittles right now, mm-hmm. but I do want to know what this weird zombie flesh okay. flavor well, tastes like. Here's what I'm saying. Calories per serving, 110. That's a lot. 
serving size, about 27 pieces. All right. Well, then, okay, I guess my follow-up question is, you've eaten half this bag. Mm-hmm. How many times have you encountered one of these these bad boys? It seems like it's, oh boy, I can't even say. Because, like, again, the first time I tried them, like, I feel like I went through a few before I got to one. Because like, I kept eating them, like, Yeah, see, I don't want to go through a Is few. This Is this it? But then, like, I've got a friend at work who had a bag, and, like, the first one they ate was one of them. And then the second one they ate was one of them. And then I went through their bag, and, like, <laughs> like I had three. One of them was one. All right, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to eat. Colors, the colors don't matter. Don't matter. All right, I'm going to eat. Well, the co- so the, like, the, it, if, it if, could be that color, but if it's the fake one, it's going to be any color. Yes. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to eat a few of these. Okay. If I don't get it in the few, we're, it's a done segment. But see, I, see, I'm like a noise person, so mm-hmm. like I don't want to chomp on the mic so i'm gonna back up a little bit yeah that's fine. so i'm gonna need you to steer the ship mike i need you to like give a give a play-by-play of what's happening here so the first one we're gonna go is a little blue boy a little blue, blue a blue joint. blue joint i'm gonna back away from the mic because again i don't want to hear like all the crunches I, I would i would be annoyed if that was me listening to the show so i'm gonna back up a little bit so there's okay. less crunch noise okay blue first one blue number one so it, it should be boogeyman blackberry that's blackberry Blackberry. Okay. Let me get you another. Let me get you another one. All right, Mike. We're one down. We're one down. This is uh, Blood Red Berry. All right, Blood Red Berry. Let's see what we got. I don't feel good about this one. I I don't feel good about this one. I have a feeling. It's like heavier in my hand. Mike, I got a feeling. (laughs) What about (laughs) sniffing it? It went up my nose. (laughs) That was my concern for a while when I was sniffing it. What's it supposed to be? Uh, blood red berry. Alright. So it is blood red berry, but I have an idea. I'm gonna spit these out so I don't have to actually eat them. Oh, that's fair. Okay. You know what I mean? That way, that way I, now, um... Now we're playing! Because now I want, now I, I need to get here. I need to know what this tastes like. So, again, excuse the visuals on the, on the screen. It's perfect because, uh... Because I, I'm gonna be spitting these into a little envelope here. Yeah. It's perfect because, honestly, once I found it, like, it had to go somewhere and it was not down my throat. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go. Well, back to blue. Back to I, blue. Now I now I'm nervous. I am okay. very nervous right now. What's this supposed to be? Uh, blackberry. It's blackberry. Okay. Let's see what we got. Another blue hit me with it, Mike. One blue. of these blues got to be bad. This is not. This is bad luck. You know what? Not a bad way to do this. Just what? give me all the blues. I guess that's. I don't feel like sorting through this thing. What do we got? What do we got here? I'm not giving you another red one. What, how many is that? Four or five? Yeah, I think so. We're, here we go. We're about five in right now. Black cherry. Black cherry? Let's hit me with it. It's black cherry, Mike. Oh, shit. This is... What if we go for the whole bag? There's <laughs> none. <laughs> I ate all of them. What or my we... taste buds are just so fucked up that I'm like, no, that's black cherry, and it's just fucking me. poop. Jeez. Just hit me with it, Mike. We get another a brown guy? Yeah. Purple I guy? I think it's black cherry, and this must be red berry. That's whatever it's supposed to be. This is either really great content or horrible content. Either way. We're, we're getting there. All right. Another Ooh, red boy. Go- another red joint. Yeah. I got some oranges this time. No. Mike, leave me believe this is just a fake bag here. 
This is just a fake bag, but an orange, an orange one now. Yep. This now rectify. Uh, no, petrifying citrus. Hold on. Yep. There may be a clue here. Mm-hmm. There's no S on this. Ooh. Are there S's on those? Yes. Okay, so this could be a giveaway. Maybe they're S-less. Maybe. What's it supposed to be? Uh, petrifying Citrus Punch. Well, that's what it was. Back to blue. Look, oh, boy. I'm going to tell you this. Is that the fact that you have to ask means that you didn't find it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Like, I'm going to know right away. Like, I'm going to know right away. I knew immediately. Like, once I actually got the taste, I was like, this has to go. No, these are all normal Skittles. I'm like, I'm, I'm beginning to believe that you just are trying to make me fuck up on my diet. I'm at 19 pounds. The goal was 20 by packs. You're trying to fuck me up right here. I don't give a shit about your... This is the first green? I believe this is the first green. This might be the first green. First green. Green is uh, mummified melon. Yeah, I mean, it's delicious. All right, Everything what? you fed me has been delicious, Michael. Which one do you want now? I'm going blue. Give me back to blue. It's We've got to strike gold on a blue at some point. Well, I suppose it's a numbers game. Uh, do you want to like talk about other things while you're going through this? Uh, probably. Um, let's see. Let me uh, scroll down. The, uh... Well, so uh, what, what we should probably get going is, Mike, have you been playing anything this past week? Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I think you made me play Overwatch once, and I wasn't happy about that. Um, see, I enjoy. I actually enjoyed going back to Overwatch. I told Todd, I was like, I'd actually play again. It wasn't terrible. It was fun to play with people. Like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm so far removed from that, like, daily itch of I need to play Overwatch yeah. that I'm not gonna, like, Todd still play. As much as Todd wants to, like, shit on Overwatch or deny, whatever, Todd plays Overwatch almost every day still. So... He's in a different category of I can understand I can I can understand why the game makes him so mad, but I don't necessarily sympathize with the fact that he gets so bent out of shape about the game yeah. or mad about changes or mad about whatever. Um, I'll cleanse the palate a little bit because it's yeah. starting to make my tongue like you know how you eat too much sugar. It's like yeah. your tongue gets like, like that coating. coating. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we're a red joint going, but Mike, continue. Yeah. Uh, do we play? Team Sonic Racing this week? Yeah, we did. Um, so that... Um, I did... Do we have a count here? Are we on, like... Well, this has got to be at least, like, ten. At least ten. If not more. Yeah. I definitely should have been at least ten. Um... Another purple guy? We... I... I played a little of Ring Fit. What's purple supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> purple supposed to be Black Cherry. No, it's Black Cherry. I got nervous because black cherry sometimes to me tastes like medicine. Mm -hmm. So I was like, is that what I'm tasting here or am I tasting black cherry? I'll I'm pretty sure that was black. Yeah, it was definitely black cherry. Yeah. Another purple boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, yeah, so I did a little ring fit, which was, you know, that was interesting. I definitely want to. No, this is the same flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to. Oh, you started ring fit? Yeah. Okay. How's that go? Um, I only did, I imagine you're. Way further in it than I am. I literally just did like that first. You you know when you start the game and get like three circles, or four circles of like th four places you have to go. You fought the boss the first yes. time. Yeah. So that's all I did. I've done only one level past that because the other times that I've played Ring Fit, I've just done like the workout modes and not yeah. the, the okay. game itself. I for Ring Fit, 
I feel like I need to be in a specific type of mood for working out and also have like, I feel like there's a lot of downtime that you're not actually working out. So you need like a longer period of time to dedicate to that yeah. where my normal workout routine for the last month and in, you know, change since I've been working out every day since the beginning of the year, yeah. my, uh, my routine is usually get home from work. I do at least half an hour of like half an hour of hard, hard beat saber and then lift weights and then call it a day. Um, or I may also go for a run as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like beat sabers, like I get in, I know what I'm doing. I have like a, like not a set list of songs that I do, but I go back to a lot of s- songs that I like to play and I just rifle through them. Um, Actually, the thing that I've been doing now is, so I, I still can't really beat, I think I may have beaten one or two songs the other night on Expert Plus for the first time. Mm-hmm. Something about Expert Plus, I just, even songs that I'm really comfortable with, there's like always one minor change that I just can't yeah. adjust to. So what I've been doing instead is I've been playing on Expert still, but just throwing up that speed. Mm-hmm. And it's a fucking gauntlet, Mike. And there's some songs where if you put on that extra speed, and you are like playing on expert minimum it's like it's a fucking work like a real fucking like heavy duty workout like t- today when i was doing beat saver i literally i played every song i played on higher speed but there was it was one or two songs that i couldn't finish on the higher speed it just was too fast i was like there's no yeah. fucking way i could do this uh at least not yet but then I ran into the problem where once I then turned the speed down, then everything was way too, too slow. slow. So I ended up just putting the speed back up and then just putting on no fail mode, mm-hmm. which is like, I think I mentioned this last time when I talked about trying to exercise with Beat Saber. I think that like, it's good to try to play the game and get better at the game. But it's also if you're trying to like get cardio benefits from it or trying to sweat from it, uh, like throwing on a harder difficulty so you're moving more. And putting on no fail mode so you can, can finish the song and like finish the quote unquote workout, yeah, I think is like not a bad way to do it. So if I'm trying to like push myself to go faster and take minimal breaks and just bang through this, sometimes I'll just put no fail mode on because I just want to bang it out and like get through these songs. Because like there are some songs that like might start off with like a slower, like maybe 15, 30 seconds of like a slower, like kind of groove, and then it picks up and gets nuts. And it's like those are the songs that. Like, I don't want to keep restarting if I fail, do the slow part, and then, like, get a little bit into the fast part and lose. I'd rather just, like, continue that fast part for three minutes yeah. and then, you know, keep going. Um, but what do you think of Ring Fit so far? I'm going to jump into an orange guy right now. Yeah. Uh, Ring Fit is fine. Um, it's definitely... like I, uh, This is a defective bag. I'm going to hit an orange guy again. Keep yeah, going. I... I just don't, like, I don't mind it. Like, I feel like I would play it more. I'm just Purple guy. Too, too lazy to set up every single I mean, granted, I only set up once. I'm starting to think that maybe you ate one and you, or and you just. No, I would know. Yes, you would definitely know. Green. <laughs> Green. <laughs> Throw it up my mouth. Because um, I feel like you had mentioned something about downtime, but I feel like. Between quote unquote battles, you're running. Yeah, well, so at least in the first world, I felt like there were a lot, and right at the beginning of the game, so maybe the later levels aren't like this as much. 
but I felt like there was a lot more dialogue than I wanted to deal with. Granted, he's, like, telling you how to play and, like, how yeah. the mechanics work. I get it, but, like, I kind of just wanted to, like, go, 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 go and play. Um, so oh. what, you, what are your, like, uh, initial, like, thoughts on it so far? Um, I think that if I wanted to, I could probably make that, a like, a thing I do. Okay. Like, maybe, I don't know what how often I'd want to play it, but, you know, it'd be kind of interesting to do every day. Not every day. Mike, there's 100% no bad Skittles in this bag. I, I just I just ate half a bag of Skittles and spit it into another bag. Yeah, that's, I'm honestly baffled. Either I have really good luck, or I guess in this scenario, really bad luck? Yeah, I do. Like, I apologize in advance, because this episode with this little, like, fucking mm-hmm. bit we're doing here, we're at about 20 minutes in, and I anticipated this to last, like, a few minutes. Me too. At, at most. And I really just want to know what it tastes like, and then move on. Like, I don't yeah. want to keep dealing with the Skittle bullshit, but, uh... We'll do a few more, and then I will work myself through this bag. Um, Still nothing. Another purple one down the drain. Are you... So, I mean, I don't know if you want to look in this bag, but I'm biting to, like, squeeze it out, get the taste, and then spit it out. Like, I just want to know what it, I just want to get the taste. You gotta get the taste. And what I'm going to do to myself is, if I bite into that one, Mm -hmm. maybe I'll swallow it. I don't know, we'll see. We'll see, Mike. Ugh. Green boy. Um, so I might, I might give it a shot. On a more consistent basis? I think you should. It's not, I mean... It's not a bad idea. Also, I want to point out that now that I'm at this point, I've got to be at least 30 Skittles in. Okay. And I'm going to point out that when this, if this actually exists, when it hits me, I'm not going to be ready for this because I'm so, yeah, I'm, at, just... this, at this point, it's like, a, it's like a conditioning thing. I'm just like putting them in my mouth yeah. and spitting them out. Like, it's just like my, I'm in a motion right now. So yeah. when I hit this, which <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this one. It, it better be that one. I'm like... I'm legitimately upset right now. No, melon, Mike. This is some bullshit. Okay. <laughs> How about I'm like I'm gonna be upset if I like if you're I gonna eat out, you're gonna eat one. I'm gonna eat one. It's gonna be the fucking one. one. <laughs> Another blue one. Should I actually? I'm not gonna eat one of the ones I just put out. I'm gonna take one out myself. Yeah, if you get it, Mike, I'm gonna be pissed at you. No, that one's fine. Okay. Another um, blue one. So I guess just to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to have it. I just want to know. I know. Um, so I guess are yeah. you playing shit. Oh, so what I've been playing is uh, that was actually really good too. So I've been playing um, besides Beat Saber and Ring Fit, I've been playing uh, River City Girls as well as um, Hypercharge Unboxed. Um, but I, I kind of want to talk about both of those games in depth and not be broken up by this fucking skill nonsense. Mm-hmm. So before we get into that, let's uh, let's get into everyone's favorite segment, uh, Mike's in a minute, which I also want to talk. Fuck, we can't yeah, even do Mike's in a minute because I want to talk. Shit. Um, fuck, Mike. Uh, if you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? I don't know. <laughs> do you know That's that like, SNL sketch? No, but uh, now now I'm thinking about it. Uh, Harry Carey is Will Ferrell. Oh. If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? Mm. You've never seen that sketch? You must have I, seen it. I might the sketch. have seen it, but like I don't remember it. Right, like, pop you, this green one in. Keep talking. Pop, uh, speaking of which, John Mulaney's hosting Soonish. Soonish. Apparently, Lauren Michael says, Buck Canada, come host my show. 
And Why, what's, what do you mean, fuck Canada? I don't get the that. I've read one. Um, because basically, the day he's supposed to um perform or host, you he was ke- supposed to perform in Toronto. He's uh, already postponed that show like twice. All right. Well, yeah, that makes sense then. I'm gonna just speed round these. I'm just gonna be popping them. So okay. you keep talking about something. Uh, do you have any other like? Uh... Oh my god! Oh my god! I wasn't ready for that. Oh my god! It's so bad, Mike. It's so bad. No. Oh my god! Oh my god! You found it for real? No, I found it. Oh no, I found it, Mike. That's not good. No, it's not. That's really not good. This is a dirty joke. This is this is a terrible thing you've done to me. This is horrible. <sighs> so anyway, they're after... really bad. Get those away. Put those. Get them out of my house right now. Drive them to your house right now. Those are fucking so terrible. So basically, after going through that for a while, it's with... still in my mouth. Yeah, it's really bad. I didn't even eat it. I just spit it out. It's, it's still in my mouth. It took a second, too. It yeah. took a second. Because here's the thing where they fuck you up with these. I'm going to break down these fucking Skittles for a second. Here's where they fuck you up, Mike. Mm-hmm. These fucking Skittles, they're not the regular Skittles flavors. So mm-hmm. every time I bite one, I'm like, wait, what is this one supposed to be again? Yeah. I don't even know what the red one is supposed to be. What is the red one supposed to be? Not cherry. That's the purple one, right? Red berry. Yeah. Well, that wasn't fucking red berry. That was fucking red flesh from a zombie. So Ugh. yeah, it's 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 basically like so it's like I don't even know how to what is the flavor supposed to be? It's knows. bad. It's bad. Is it a fruit? Uh, I've been told I've, oh my I've been God. told from people, and I have to look into it that it it mimics the at least scent, and I've never eaten this fruit before durian, which I've never had before, <sighs> but I've been told it smells awful. Well, it fuck, if that's what it tastes like, it tastes fucking awful. Yeah, so it took it took several of us to figure out that if you were to just, like, squish the Skittle. Yeah. And then smell. You could find out which one it was? Yeah. Like, this smells fine. Mike, we could have, I could have fucking did that from the get-go. But then I wouldn't get you to taste it. I still would have tasted it. I, I want. I'm I, pretty sure this smells pungent enough for me to make you, like, not. I wanted to taste these. I did not want to Go through this fucking 30 Skittle ordeal. Now I got all this sugar residue in my mouth. No more Skittles on the show. Get those over there. Okay. No more. None of this shit. None of this fucking shit. Um, anyways. Good talk. So, uh, I guess before we keep going, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. Do you think they would put one of these Skittles in their cookies? I Didn't I not bring that up to you the other day? Didn't I say they should do like a, like a zombie Skittle cookie and like be like a fucking... By your own risk. Oh, yeah, you did say that. And I said it was a terrible idea. But I also think it would make people like me who I don't want to eat Skittles tonight because I'm trying to eat healthy. But I'm like, I really want to know what this fucking tastes like. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people would be like, I don't know what this fucking shit tastes like. Anyways, this episode is sponsored by them. We'll talk about them later. And then a few housekeeping things. And then we'll move on to the other topics of the night because we're already 30 minutes in because of fucking Skittles. Uh, we have a PAX. A Pass the Controller PAX East panel, and I will also be a panelist on another panel. Uh, the Pass the Controller PAX East panel is on Thursday, the 27th, at 7.30 in the Arachnid Theater, and it's the top 10 video games we'd like to see as movies. It will be myself, Todd, Dom from Pass the Controller, and then it will be a few lovely guests on the panel with us. It will be the lovely Lily Zaldivar, who you may know from IGN or GameSpot or now at Viz Media, uh, uh, Cameron Hawkins, who you may know from DualShockers, and Grayson Morales, who you may know from Twinfinite. Uh, so it'll be a lovely panel. Come hang out with us. Show us your support if you're there on Thursday. It would be really, really fantastic if you gave us that hour of your night. 
come hang out with us. Uh, we will be taking some submissions for the panel in the audience too. So if you have ideas you want to like go to bat for or contribute to the panel, or there's going to be a moment in that panel where there'll be some some uh, contributions from the crowd. Uh, and then on Sunday, March 1st at 2 p.m., I will be a panelist um, on the panel celebrating 35 years of Tetris, uh, hosting by friend of the, hosted by friend of the show, Morgan Shaver. Uh, it'll be a great panel. There's a lot of great, great panelists on that panel. I'm like the bottom of the total pool on that panel. So I'm really excited to be there. Uh, I love Tetris. My big, big Tetris has always been a part of my life. So I'm really excited about this panel. Um, should be should be a good time. And if you can't make it to the Sunday panel, that panel will also be hosted on the official Twitch uh, for PAX. So twitch.tv slash PAX should be on that channel. Uh, but if you are there at Sunday, we should definitely come check it out. It was actually, so I don't know if you saw this, Mike, but there was an email that went out of yesterday or a few days ago that uh, there was like four featured panels. And this was sent out by Penny Arcade. And one of the panels was the Tetris panel. So now it's like, shit, is this panel going to be fucking packed, packed now? So it may be. So Don't if worry. If, it's, if it gets too full, if you guys line up rows, they'll disappear. Bum, 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 bum. That's true. That's actually facts. That's how Tetris panels work. Mm-hmm. Um, so some housekeeping things out of the way. Um, so I wanted to talk about Hypercharge Unboxed. Uh, so I'm working on finishing up my thoughts, and I'll have a written review up soon, hopefully this weekend. Um, on pestcontroller.io if you want to hear like my full breakdown of thoughts but like some of my more uh, not unfinished thoughts but I'm, I'm still working through things and, and, and creating my, my final thoughts on it but some of my initial I guess impressions of it will be that it's uh, it's definitely something that piqued my interest the f- when it was shown at the last Indie Direct I don't think it wasn't in the last one that aired in December but it was in the one prior to that I believe uh, it was sometime last year that they showed it off in an Indie Direct and I was like oh this looks like a jam like I, I'm excited about this do you remember this game it's the it's like the toy figure first person shooter kind of tower defense not really tower defense more of like a like a horde mode like waves of enemies uh... four player co-op picturing the Toy Story level in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, no, it's not that. Uh, I'll show a video of, of it later. But it's basically like a four up to four-player co-op. Um, I believe it's only four-player co-op for the Horde stuff. But then there's also a deathmatch mode, um, which I haven't played a lot of that because most... I played a lot of it before the game was officially out, so the servers weren't like... There were just people who had the game early and not really like the public. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and Todd play a lot of co-op to kind of get through it. Um, but we, I haven't played a lot of the deathmatch. I've been playing pretty much just a lot of the horde stuff and getting through that, all the levels and everything, just by myself. Um, so I can kind of get through the whole thing and finish it up. Well, I would definitely like recommend not playing it alone. Like it's definitely this game definitely excels more when you're playing just with more people. Um, because especially if you're trying to like get good scores on the levels or get more unlockable stuff and 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 finish things easier and better, it's definitely more suited to doing that with more people. Um, the I will say that at the first level, I thought like, oh, this is kind of easy. Like maybe this isn't going to be that great. But like the second level in, I was like, oh, I was not ready for this. Like not, it wasn't like a difficulty spike, but it was definitely like, okay, you got like the basics down. Now let's fucking go to town. Uh, but it's it's basically like a few every level is different and and cool because your toys it's like 
you're in a bathroom or you're in a bedroom and it's like every like your fucking toy. So like it's the scale. So like if you're on the floor, you gotta like find a way like to climb up the bed and like go to the shelves or whatever. It's like you're it's like you're a toy in a room. Uh which is cool. It was it's it's done very well in that way. Um but in between the rounds where you're attacking enemies or enemies are coming to attack you and break your um your like the things you're defending, uh I forget, I forget if they have a name. If they have a name, I can't remember right now. But you basically have, like, three little, like, not fortresses, but you have three things in each map that you have to protect. So in the off rounds, when you're preparing, you can, like, fortify and, like, build little, like, in the bedroom level, you can build, like, little castle walls around your thing to make it harder for the enemies to attack. Um, so there's cool stuff like that. There's um, a decent unlock system where I don't think I haven't encountered any items that do. I don't think any of the items are anything but cosmetic, but it's toys. So it's like you can get like different head pieces and different color outfits and different things for your guns and like all these cool like little unlocks. And there's a lot of it's a decent amount of stuff to unlock there. I've I've barely cracked how many unlocks there are. Um but I'm enjoying it. It's definitely like again something that I would I would recommend playing with a group of people i wouldn't recommend necessarily playing it alone it can again i've been playing a lot of it alone just because i want to kind of get through some of the levels um but i've also now since the game has come out i haven't had a lot of trouble when i go to match make just random people joining my match and playing with them um there's not native voice chat that i can tell so i don't think they're you can't communicate with them that way mm-hmm. um but i mean you know what not a lot of nintendo games have native witch head anyway but i'm enjoying it i'll have my full thoughts up uh hopefully this weekend and then i'm also in the process of playing river city girls which is just something that i knew i wanted to play last year but it came out i think i think it must have come out shortly after three houses which i was still in three houses like i don't have time for that right now and then after that uh it was just it got lost in a sea of i had some indies i had to play i had Three houses. I had Luigi's Mansion. I started Dragon Quest Eleven S, like a moron. I had all these games going on, like bigger, big, big games that like are time consuming. So I just never went to it. And then it was on sale, like in January. I was like, eh, I'm gonna probably buy this now. And uh, I'm loving it. It's fantastic. It it might be early impressions. I'm not finished with the game yet, but I think it might be my favorite like brawler of all time. Like beat 'em up. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good. Um. I think part of that is because, uh, so it's a way forward game, but Arc Systems, who is most notably, they make certain fighting games, uh, like Blaze Blue, I believe, and they might have actually did the Kill or Kill game that just came out too. Yeah. Um, but they have, I mean, they have a pedigree in fighting games. So a lot of the, a lot of the f- like brawling mechanics in this game, I think that's specifically what they were helping with or worked on in this game. So. You can unlock a lot of moves. There, there's a lot of depth to the combat, and you can tell that it like kind of like you're doing. You can do combos, and like it kind of feels a little more fighting gamey mm. in the battling. Um, so I'm liking that aspect a lot. The music, fantastic. Uh, I obviously I'm a sucker for good pixel art. It's it doesn't miss any beats there. Um, and yeah, I oh my god, I just got like another taste of that in my mouth. What the, how? There must have been a piece of Skittle in my tooth or something? What just happened? Oh my god. Absolutely garbage. Um but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm loving it. It I, I'm gonna 
assess this better once I finish the game. I'm a little bit past the halfway point. Um, but I would say that it feels like there might be some unfair difficulty spikes, mm. which is kind of unfortunate, um, which I don't know if that's by design or if I'm just trash. It could be by design because you level up in the game and you can get currency to buy new, uh, to buy food items and to buy, uh, like, you can equip two, at least as far as I am in the game, you can equip two items that can alter things for you, like, oh, you do 5% more damage to this type of character, or you, you know, you get a buff on this, or whatever. Um, so you can buy stuff like that. So the game, like, it's not grindy, but it can kind of feel that way sometimes. And again, I don't know if that's by design or if I'm just garbage, because when you die, you don't have lives in this game, but when you die, you lose some of your money. It must be a percentage. I just don't know what the percentage is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, it can be frustrating when you die and lose a bunch of money, because some of the things you want to buy are very expensive. Um, so I find myself a lot, like, just beating up hordes of enemies, trying to stack stack money up so i can go buy shit that i need um but the first boss you encounter i thought was really i had a lot of trouble with it for some reason second boss fucking blew through it third boss took me fucking forever um so i'm past the third boss i'm moving my way towards the fourth boss and yeah it's a weird flow i don't know if it's just me bad at the game or if there's there are difficulty spikes but I'll, i'll assess that a little bit more once i finish the game but overall it still hasn't pulled me out of the game. I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. I, I think it's one of the best, if not the best, like 2D brawlers I've ever played. It's really fun. It's kind of addicting. It's just I like everything about it. I like the the cinematics in between. They're just not cinematics. They're like it's like a, a manga pages. It's 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 fantastic. I'm a big fan. But I did want to uh, hop into everyone's now. We can now that the skittle portion of the well, day is over. Uh, no, I just wanted to quickly say. While you were talk, while you were gushing over um, River City Girls, I thought to myself, like, hmm, what did I have to say about Team Sonic Racing? And then I remembered, like, I spent money on that game. Uh, yeah, we both did. We spent money on that game. You know who didn't, though? Dom. Dom, Dom came out on top. But he but still has it. He still has it. He hasn't played it, so really, he's way far ahead of us. Yeah. I mean... Well, this is where I'll this is where I'll definitively come down on car racers. This is this is my opinion mm-hmm. and I'm going to stomp my foot on the ground. Team Sonic Racing is not really bad. I mean it's bad. It's Crash Team Racing whatever Nitro Refuel whatever it's called is a little bit better but not amazing. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the king. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take it even a step further. I like Diddy Kong Racing. Mm-hmm. I do. I love Diddy Kong Racing, actually. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart is better than Diddy Kong Racing. And I have no problem like putting that on, on my gravestone. Like I'm fine with that. Good. Good, because I'll make sure that that's written on your gravestone. Oh, yeah? Gonna die real soon, boy. Hold on, Mike. I want to now. I need to know where you stand. You're a a, a, D, a DKR over MK64. Mm, I think when it comes down to it, I'm terrible at raising, but Ice Cold Pyramid and 
I don't think I care about Darkwater Beach. Darkwater Beach. Darkwater Beach. Um, I forget what the one for the first, like, dinosaur. Th- oh, that was the egg one. Down on the main. What was the, remember what uh, the battle thing was in that? You'd, like, get the eggs and, like, have them hatch. You had to take them to. Yeah, garbage. Yeah, I didn't care for that one. I only liked Icicle Pyramid, and I think Darkwater Beach. Um, I think, oh, the last one you had to, like, get bananas into a chest. I don't think I cared about that. But Icicle Pyramid and Darkwater Beach were my fucking shit when it came to battle. Listen, again, Diddy Kong Racing, not a bad game. Would I buy a game if they made a sequel? I mean, it wouldn't be Diddy Kong Racing because it, yeah, it would just rare. wouldn't be Diddy yeah. Kong Racing. It would be a different game. Would I buy it? Yes. Like if they made Banjo Kart Racing? Sure. I like what it did for the Mario Kart formula. It like it, 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 it did new things with it. Um, but then I think that it also just forced Mario Kart for the next iterations to do more with it. Um, I will say this, Diddy Kong Racing had a single player campaign story mode. Yes. Did Future, uh, Future Funland, did it have a battle mode? I don't remember. I haven't played in a while. I will say this though, the last time that I went back to Diddy Kong Racing on the N64, mm-hmm. and not that a lot of games age well, but it does not age well, but I feel like I could still go back to Mario Kart 64 and enjoy it. I would still rather play a modern Mario Kart, but if I had to go back to play N64, I'd probably choose to play Mario Kart 64 every time over Diddy Kong Racing. I own both on N64. We, we can plug it in after this, Mike, and we, we can stream it after this if you want and, and, and show the world, but I, I don't think that... I think that when people think about Diddy Kong Racing, they have those nostalgia glasses on. They have those rose-tinted glasses, and it kind of taints. You love this game as a kid. Really that much better than Mario Kart 64? I don't know. The, the, the battle mode of Mario Kart 64, by far. I mean, give me Block Fort. You're done. Listen, again, I like, I like Diddy Kong Racing. I never owned it, actually, as a young person. But I rented it a lot. Mm -hmm. It did get its play. And then I did have a friend that owned it, so he would bring it over a lot. So, like, I did play it a lot. It just ain't no Mario Kart 64. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. And I have no problem putting that epitaph. Is that what it is on the gravestone? Yes. Done. Chisel me in. Anyway, back to the other thing. I don't know what we were talking about before. You you threw that. Oh, and Mike's and a minute. Yeah. So I <laughs> I I almost didn't think about bringing this up because because of the timeline of last weekend, we must have recorded and then got drunk and then watched JoJo. Mm-hmm. So I thought we had already talked about JoJo on the podcast oh. because it happened in the same day mm-hmm. last weekend. So Mike and I got drunk last weekend. After after last week's episode of the podcast, drunk is a strong word. We we had some beverages. Had some beverages. I mean, how were those milkshakes that I made you? They were good. They they were just good. They weren't they didn't knock your socks off. Um, well, I remember leaving with my socks on. So well, I mean, you can put socks back on. Like once they get knocked off, they're not off forever. <laughs> but anyways, I at this point because I've I've finished the first like, parts. Yes. I finished the first part without you. We watched like the first six episodes or something. Mm-hmm. But I've now watched the first six parts. I mean, the first, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've watched the first part mm-hmm. of JoJo. And 
I like the show. I love the art style. Yeah. Art's great. Animation's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm still a little confused as to what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the way that part one ends, yeah. do I have to say spoilers here? I mean, I mean, I think that, well, I don't know how common knowledge that is, but I mean, you can do what you want. All right. Well, if you don't want the first part of JoJo to, to, to be spoiled, I guess maybe not... s- skip ahead. I don't know. It's weird. Considering like the way the story progresses, I don't know how important it is. Okay. Well, this is why I had said to you, today is a fucking day of remembrance, Mike. Oh, because so now you know that today is the day. I don't know what the fuck that means. Today's actually like he dies on February seventh, eighteen eighty nine. Yes, eighteen eighty nine. Yeah. Why is that come up again in the show? No, I was just saying like I had seen that today, and I was like I can't bring it up to Brendan because he didn't finish part one. I finished it today. I put it. I so put. I, forgot about I put it. it on while I was uh, working out and. The that's why I said, did you see the tweet that I posted on past the controller? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, so um, fucking JoJo, Jonathan Joestar, fucking mm-hmm. kicks the button, kicks, dies kicks the bucket. right at the end of that first thing, and I was like, what? Yeah. And the next episode is like New York JoJo. I was like, wait, what? Who? Who's so who's this? Like, is yeah. this like in the future? And it's fucking yeah. his son or something? Grandson. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get. We'll, I'll get there. Yeah. But. Yeah, I guess the I, I'm the where I'm at. Like, part of me, I, I feel like there is this uh, specific level of I don't know how big it actually is in the whole grand scheme of things, but I feel like for someone like me who enjoys anime, who likes um, manga, who like who I enjoy all that stuff. I just don't take a lot of time out to read or watch any, mm-hmm. or as much as I should because I do enjoy it a lot. Um, so I feel like the the like the cultural zeitgeist outside of the people who are reading and watching so many things. I feel like JoJo is always one of those things that gets referenced, at least in in a more modern last few years. It's something that people reference a lot, and I'm like, fuck, I, I kind of want to know what this JoJo thing's all about. And I like, I really just want to know what stands are. Like, yeah. I need to know what the fuck that is because you guys talk about it all the time. Yeah. Um, but is part one the is the weakest of them, or how do you, where do you where do you I, stand on this? I probably would put it as the weakest, but. That's just me, because I really liked part three for some reason. So. Okay. Um, I'm excited to, to bang it out. I want to watch more of it and see where it goes and, and, and kind of figure out what's I'm going actually, on here. If you actually follow through with it and like watch part two, I'm kind of... I will. It's, I mean, it's on Netflix or Hulu yeah. or Netflix, Netflix, so I will watch it. It's there. Okay. Cause I, because something I never bothered bringing up before, because like it, it was never relevant. Yeah. But the theme song for... A character in part two is such a goddamn banger. Okay. All right. Listen, Mike, again, also, complete side note, but also very relevant. Like, getting some food and, like, having some drinks and, like, watching anime. Like, I'll do that again. Like, that's a thing, like, if you want to rewatch JoJo part two, like, Mm. that can happen. I'm not not against that idea. You may be, but I am not. Um. All right. How far into two do I have to get to get to that? So I know where where to when to be like when to text you and be like, my man is here. The fact that I said it, it's it's gonna be like the skittle. Once you get to oh, it, you know. okay. All right. Yeah. Then leave, leave it be. And when it happens, I'm gonna be like, Mike, Michael. Um. So, I'm 
I'm gonna commit myself to JoJo as the anime that I watch. Anytime I'm gonna watch an anime right now, it's gonna be finishing JoJo. Okay. After that, what should I do? Where should I go from here? Hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and say just go with Mob Psycho. You can find season one. Watch season okay. one. Over like all the other things that are hot right now, like like My Hero or One Punch Man or I I think One Punch, I suppose, yeah, you could also do One Punch. One Punch and Mob Psycho are created by the same guy. Um Okay. My hero Does he also have an affinity for uh band band of references? Uh not as much. Okay. Well, but he does have some? Um uh, not that I can think of. <laughs> Although I will say for my hero, the creator has an affinity for Star Wars. Oh, well then, maybe now I need to switch to that. Yeah, I don't know how much of it comes through in translation. Because, like, for instance, I know, spoiler, somebody's special move is called Phantom Menace. I believe it's changed uh, to Phantom Threat in English. To avoid nonsense? Yeah. Yeah. But That's some pretty other, dope. That's pretty dope. There's some other Star Wars like little. Is Phantom Menace a trademark? Well, I guess it is because it's a, it's the title of the movie. Oh. Um, interesting. So, I'll look into those then. But I mean, I it's gonna be I a mean, ways you, away before yeah, I finish you, JoJo. You, you can do My Hero. I was I was yeah. saying Mob Psycho just because as it stands, there's only two seasons. So it's a quicker watch. It's a quicker thing. Well. Uh, this is a very loose, very light here. I'm not going to actually commit to this like I'm committing to losing weight. Mm-hmm. I will commit to I will finish JoJo this year. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say it would be nice to finish JoJo or at least be caught up by anime, Boston. Mm-hmm. That way, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I have conversations. I don't know how to do that because you can do season, you can do part one, part two on Netflix. Part three is on Hulu, but you can't watch it. Dubbed. Yeah, I used to just say fuck it then. Um, part four might be the same thing. Part five is currently airing on Adult Swim. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. I'm a ways away at this point. Um, oh, quickly before we wrap up, Mike's in a minute. Do you read the Death Note one shot? I have not read it yet. What What is your like overall opinion on that? You You read Death Note two or no? Did you only watch it? Did I read that? I must have. Read I it. have them all, so I don't know if I let you borrow them at some point. I must have read it. I'm just trying to remember how I would have done that. You could have borrowed them from me. I could have borrowed them from you. That might have been what happened. I um, because for me, again, I don't read a lot of manga. I don't watch a lot of anime, but usually the things that stick with me, I'll finish and enjoy them. For me, of all the manga that I've read, and I've definitely read way less manga than I've watched anime. Mm. Like Death Note, fucking is my jam. Like I was like 13 books. I fucking love Death Note. Like I that was my easily again. Haven't read a lot, but that's my favorite manga for sure. I, lo- I love that so much. Um, so I'm excited to read the one shot. I just haven't had a chance to wa- read it yet. Uh, so I liked it. My only problem was, and not my really problem, like it was with the end, which, you know, it makes sense. I just didn't like it. Okay. Like right. I, I got why they did it. It's just. I didn't like it. This is in the in the future, right? It's like after everything from the books, yes. and it's a it's it's still Ryuk, but it's like different people. Yes. Okay. I'll to, I'll maybe I'll try to find it. It's quick, right? It's like eighty seven pages. Yeah. Maybe I'll just try to bang it out this weekend then. Get it. Get that done. 
Um, I, I I read it in one sitting relatively quickly. Okay. Did you did you finish BoJack? Yes. Uh, without spoilers, even though I unfortunately I'm pretty sure I read an accidental spoiler. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of hard to miss. It just fucking I was scrolling Twitter and it was right there. I was like, oh okay, I'll still watch the show, but cool, thanks. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on on how the show wraps up? Yeah, uh, amazing show. Yeah. Amazing show. Too much, man. Uh, what was her thing? Is that what she said? Well, whatever. Um, yes, good show. Can't recommend it enough. Okay. All right. I'll I'll get back to it at some point. That's a slow watch for me. I pop it in from time to time, bang on a few episodes, and then you know move on. Um. So before we wrap things up here with a few uh, last-minute things, this episode of the Past Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to 1 Washington Square or The Carriage House, which is the flagship spot to get all your fatty needs or chubby needs in the morning. Um, if you're unaware of what a fatty is or chubby, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and at Good Morning Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty, uh, scrum diddly treats. I know Mike's a little upset about two of the cookies this weekend are uh, a take on Girl Scout flavors and Mike's not a coconut guy, Mike's not a mint guy, and I think it's safe to assume that two of the cookies have those two flavors in them. Um, but the cookies are delicious. I Unfortunately, in self-inflicting pain on myself by not having cookies because I'm trying to eat clean, I'm still like mad that I put 27 Skittles oh, in my mouth. Please, you didn't even swallow. I know, but it's still just fucking the thought, the oh, sugars. My tongue just gained weight from that, Mike. Um, but make sure to head on down to Goodnight Fatty. Let them know Pass Controller sent you. Get yourself some tasty treats, and uh, trust me, you won't be you won't be mad you went. You will not be mad you met. And if you live in the Salem area and you're too fucking lazy, you're in the middle of a fucking Overwatch match, you don't want to fucking get away from the queue, no problem. Hop on hop on to their social media, go to their website, and get some fatties delivered right to your front, fucking front door. You don't even have to leave. You can stay at home in your sweatpants, in your slippers, and get some hot, delicious, fresh cookies delivered right to your door, Mike. Alternatively, just queue up for DPS, and then you've got plenty of time to go get cookies. <laughs> That's might actually be true. Um, so thank you to our friends at Goodnight Fatty for sponsoring this episode of the Pass Control Podcast. And, uh, yeah, make sure you head on down, support them, support local businesses, and, uh, I don't know, support your tummy with some delicious cookies or chubbies. Anyways, moving on, Mike. So are you have you seen the two little, like, anecdotes of Smash News that came out this week? Uh yes. I oh, think so. okay. I'm assuming I I'm assuming I've seen them both. What, what what did you see? Uh, one. I heard Sakurai say, "Yeah, too many fire emblems." Yeah, too many fire emblems yeah. and too many, too many swords, guys. Too many swords, guys. And I also saw, and I didn't look into that one that much. Was that uh, Disney was the one that said no to Sora being in Smash. That is that has been what has been reported. I think today is when that news came out, um, which is interesting to me. I I tried to I bre- I didn't see the news until shortly before you got here, so I like didn't look have a chance to look too much into it. But from what I could quickly see, it seemed like it was uh, being said by like a specific person or a specific people. But I don't know 
excuse me, if there's any like like a like a quote from someone from Disney or someone from Nintendo saying this is what happened. I mm. believe it's someone else saying this is what they know. Um which doesn't mean it's not true. It just means that that's all I could find real quick. Um it wouldn't surprise me if Disney was like we don't want Mickey in a fighting game. Well, it wouldn't be Mickey. Well, I think I'm assuming that like it would be Sora, but maybe not Mickey, but I, I feel like there would have to be Disney characters at least like in the background state. Like mm-hmm. they would have to be there somewhere cuz otherwise it would just be like a Fire Emblem, well, Fire Fire, yeah, Final Fantasy. a Final Fantasy character kind of. Um I feel I feel like Sora not that Sora isn't impactful and meaningful to especially Kingdom Hearts fans, but I feel like uh without the Disney side of it, it's less meaningful. Mm-hmm. It would also feel like maybe the character, like I don't know, it, it it wouldn't do the character justice to be there without that part of it. What the game is, because from I mean, again, I've never played a Fire like Fire Emblem game. Jesus Christ, uh, I never played Kingdom Hearts, but Sora exists in Kingdom Hearts. He's not a Final Fantasy character, correct? Yeah. But there are Final Fantasy characters that show up in Kingdom Hearts. I believe so. Okay, so yeah, I don't know. It, that's that's disappointing, but at the same time, I mean. I still think Sora could happen. I still think that that's a thing that that uh would make sense, and especially with the success of Smash, I I think Disney would be silly to be like, you know, we don't want money. They just released new DLC for Kingdom Hearts, so it's like they want to keep that brand going. They want to keep that game going. What better way to do that than put Sora in the biggest fighting game of all time? Um, it's funny how you just said too many sword characters in Smash. But I was like, you know what? I would, I would make a pass for for Sora, but also Travis Touchdown. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, Mike. First of all, Keyblade not necessarily a sword, and then uh, Beam Katana not necessarily a sword. Katana is a sword. Yeah, but it's a beam, Mike. It's basically a lightsaber, which is also a sword. Yeah, but like by the broad definition. What's the broad definition of sword? It's not everyone else that has what a hair are you splitting? Everyone else With has a what sword? Everyone else that has a sword in Smash is a is made out of some sort of metal. Okay, so that means Shulk isn't a sword character. Like the Monado blade? Mm-hmm. Uh listen. Part of Sakurai saying that there are too many sword characters and too many Fire Emblem characters, in that same conversation in the interview, he also went on to say that they purposely try to make characters that have similar weapons have different types of movesets where he's where he specifically says link has a bow and arrow so does pit but they both function completely differently because they try to make everything as different as possible so i mean i would imagine that there's a lot to work with with someone like sora i'm imagining he's got a fucking jillion moves so i would imagine there's a lot to work with for him there Mm -hmm. um and I feel like Travis Touchdown could be more of a ridiculous character where not all of his moves had to be sword-related. I feel like they could play around with him and, and do some funky things. Um, but anyway, I do think that Sora still stands a chance of getting into Smash. We'll see. I, I, think, it's, I think it'll happen. I think it's... it's He's into? I think it's... Well, supposedly... I mean, if, if this has been a conversation they've already had and it's been denied, and if what Sakurai said when this Fighter Pass 2 got announced that all the characters are already decided, mm-hmm. then maybe it's not happening. 
But it also doesn't mean we can't get more characters outside of Fighter Pass 2. Like, I feel like even if Fighter Pass 2 is actually already all decided, which he said it was, uh, and Sora's not part of that plan, if, like, some point in that process or after the fact, Disney's like, you know what, like, we do want you to put Sora in there, I would be shocked if Nintendo was like, yeah, we don't want to put this character in here. Like, absolutely they would. Especially because the thing with a game like Kingdom Hearts is that fan base is loyal and, like, rabid. So anyone that is a Kingdom Hearts fan that isn't a Smash fan, 100% getting their hands on Smash because Sora's in it. Like, without a question. Hmm. Which, that kind of is what Smash is. I feel like Smash brings people to some of these franchises that may not have been in them before. Uh, It's definitely done a lot for Fire Emblem. Maybe we won't get well, we won't get sore, but maybe we'll get Roxas, or maybe we'll get uh, the other guy that was like a lead in the games. I don't know any of the characters in that game. Are they Fire? Uh, Jesus Christ! Are they uh, Square Enix characters? Are they Final Fantasy characters? No. Oh, they're they're also those characters. No, if they're gonna put someone from if they're gonna put Sora, if they're gonna put anyone, they're not gonna put someone else. Those other people will probably show up in the Final Smash or something, or be on the stage. Mm-hmm. Well, Roxas is Sora, but it's Sora when he's a Heartless, I think, and he joins Organization 13. I don't know. Yeah, Mike, they're not going to fucking put that instead of Sora. Maybe they'll have his costume as an alt or something, or maybe they'll just add him as an Echo. Uh, and then there was somebody else who was the main character of the game, I think. But Goofy. Yep. Donald. <laughs> Nani. <laughs> Does he say Nani? That would be amazing. No, remember... <sighs> <laughs> There was, like, the release trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3 that we had watched in Japanese, and it was just, like, weird to hear them all sp- like they, Speaking Japanese, speaking yeah. Japanese. Like, they had great voice actors, like, that sounded like the American voice actors, but yeah. they were speaking Japanese. Is there a clip of him saying Nani? I don't remember. There, there's gotta be one, or Kuso or something. Like, there's gotta be one. I doubt he said Kuso. Why, that means shit? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but it's, it's different on the other side of the planet, Mike. Okay. That can't... Anyways, it doesn't fucking matter. Um, so those are interesting. Obviously, we care a lot about Smash, so I thought those were interesting things to bring up. Uh, but the last thing I want to touch on before we wrap things up here is the new rumor for Doctor Strange 2 is that Sam Raimi is going to take the reins. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? That'd be cool. Why? Are you a big Spider-Man 2 stan? Yeah, Spider-Man 2 is great. Did he do just one and two? Or he did all three. He did all three? But three was really bad, right? Yeah, but that one was a mess for a number of reasons. But not because of him? Not because of him. Oh, really? I think he did not want to use Venom. It's the studio that told him that the, he had to put Venom in that movie, and that movie came a mess after that. So the studio basically made him change the script? Yeah, I think he... I don't know how far along in the process he was, maybe, but I believe he had other plans for a third film. I don't think he likes Venom as a character. Interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know what this would mean, because I'm not really, other than Spider-Man, I guess, I'm not really, like, into Sam Raimi's films. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you are, like, familiar or fans of his, the rest of his catalog of work. I have not watched the Evil Dead movies. Those are, that's what he's, like, known more known for, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he has any other, like, quote-unquote bangers. Like, I don't know if he's, like, known for anything else. I know he has a lot of movies under his belt. I just don't know uh, what what that uh, entails. 
But I did read an in- interesting article today. I think it was on Variety that uh, basically said that if you look at the directors that they put in place for most of the MCU, most of them don't come from a quote-unquote blockbuster background or a like a like long career of filmmaking, um, which I didn't fact check because I don't know if like. But basically named, you know, James Gunn and which did he does he not have like a extensive backlog of directing prior to Guardians? Nothing nothing, nothing big. Okay. So it was like James Gunn, it was uh fuck now I'm like blanking on everyone's Favreau, name. Favreau, Ryan Coogler, um Kenneth Branagh. Uh, I think there was two exceptions and it was Kenneth Branagh must have a lot of stuff under his belt. Yeah. And then the what did he do? Thor or Captain America? Thor. So whoever did Captain America was also a more established yeah, director. The first Captain America. Yes. Um well, I can't remember who it was. Was it the guy that did the Rocketeer? I don't fucking know, Mike. I think it was, but now I can't remember his name. Um so there's those and then uh Taiko Watiti. Mm-hmm. Um there was a few others that they named that Russo's the Russo's uh in the article it said Joss Whedon but does Joss Whedon not have prior to Avengers did he not do big movies I don't think I think they would qualify under like cult class like they, he wasn't directing blockbusters okay could say. Could so then yeah so then you put did Whedon direct blockbusters prior to that so um whatever so it leads me to to the question I wanted to ask you to begin with is. We have, I would argue, MCU overall very good. I don't know where you stand on this. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that or disagree with that? Or, yeah. um, so overall pretty good. Overall, mostly not unknown directors, but don't have blockbuster, don't have huge long careers. Where now we're in the state of the MCU where we don't know everything that's going on. We we really don't know a lot of what's going on. And this director that's going to come in and do a movie has spent time doing not only blockbuster films, but old Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So, like, do you think that's good or bad for the MCU? Um, I think that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I think at the end of the day, if Marvel sees it and they don't like it, they will just give them the boot like they did everybody else that they didn't like. But how often do they kick out directors? I know they did with Ant-Man. Ant-Man. And they did with this movie, clearly, Doctor Strange 2. Doctor Strange. And but who else have they done that to? Um, whoever was directing... I can't remember if it was Thor 2 or Thor 3 that the director left. I want to say it might have even been Patty Jenkins, because I think that was part of the reason... Why Natalie Portman did not come back for the third Thor? I think it must have been Patty Jenkins for Thor two, and then she left over quote unquote creative differences. Um, I f- don't remember if Joss Whedon like got fired or just left because he did the first two Avengers, but he did not come back for the third. I don't know if that was because he was tired of it or what. Initially, Joss Whedon was supposed to do Infinity War. I forget how early into the process like he was out, but I know he did the second one, and I was like, "All right, I'm out." 
But was he was he initially supposed to be the Avengers director, like for the whole series? Well, I think he was probably he they they had him because he seems to have been able to handle directing these big ensemble films where like the, all the characters are tied together. So I don't know. I this was a while now. I don't know if their intention was always to have him kind of come in. I think he like proved his mettle doing the first one. So they had him do the second one. And I'm sure they, considering like he laid the groundwork for the first two, that they were probably going to have him do the next one, but then ultimately didn't go with it. I don't know if they were always going to keep him on board to do all four Avengers films. Well, Wasn't Ultron also kind of a flop or didn't live up to their expectations? Didn't live up to expectations, but I think that was also like him being burnt out. And also, I'm not saying, if he was the one still doing it, there's no guarantee it would have been... Avengers being broke up as two films at the end. It might have just been like a third movie. Mm, I don't know. Has Feige always been at the helm? Uh, I want to say yes. I feel like they've, for the most part, have probably had a somewhat of an idea of where they were going with everything from the beginning. Maybe not like everything, but I feel like they had a pretty... I, I feel like I feel like they had a... a a small idea of where they, they could take things. They and then as it started getting successful, they were like, oh, no, we can, like, do more. I think they had maybe a broad, very broad, like... When does clearly, Thanos show up for the first time? Avengers. First Avengers. Yeah. And so, I mean, at that point... not really referenced again until really the next one. But that would make me think that they have... Because the same thing in Iron Man, the end of Iron Man had a stinger, right? Yes. Had a post-credits, and it was... Avengers Initiative? Yes. So, like, even at that point, I would argue, like, there's no fucking, like, there, there's no guarantee that this movie's gonna even do well, let alone, like, let's tease this potential, like, franchise. I mean, I don't recall... They, they don't, I guess, they don't lose anything from teasing it. Yeah, like, they, they don't could... lose anything from teasing it, and I believe how that worked out was, and I don't know if it was right before or after, that they... um. They were at Comic-Con, and they basically brought out Robert Downey Jr. They brought out Favreau. They brought out... Um... Steve Rogers? No. People from Iron Man? No. People from who? Um, the guy that was supposed to direct Ant-Man. They brought him out back then? Yes. They had him lined up, and they also... To do Ant-Man or to do something else? To do Ant-Man. What the fuck? Yes. They were, that's how long ago it was. Well, I can't remember the guy's name. He He's, did Scott Pilgrim? Yes. Um, Scott Pilgrim and Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. I'm blanking on his name now. But yes, he was there. And they might have had the guy that was directing Hulk there because those movies came out so close to each other. Like that was, that was the plan at the very beginning. Like they were going to do those three movies. Their plan was to do Ant-Man in the first phase? Yes. But it kept getting pushed back, pushed back, and eventually... Yeah, because it's fucking Ant-Man. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And then it, it, it just didn't work. Which, which not for nothing. Like, if I'm at the beginning of the MCU starting, and I'm in a room trying to sell these movies on whatever studio execs we get to fucking talk to, I would argue that, like... Granted, there's a rights thing, so like they couldn't pitch a Spider-Man movie, but or an X-Men movie, right? Or Fantastic Four, or Daredevil, or Blade. Oh, they oh, had, yeah. they they did not have a lot to work with. 
I mean, they, they a, did have a lot to work with. They had a lot with. to work with, but their biggest name characters were off the table. Who I would argue are Spider-Man and X-Men, and I would not argue Fantastic Four or Blade as, like, big-name Fan- characters. Fantastic Four, I would say, like, that's the Marvel's first family. I would say that that was one of them. Blade, have, any of those, have any of the Fantastic Four movies ever done well? They haven't done well because they weren't great movies. I know, but, like... Like, if the X-Men... Spider-Man 3 is not a good movie. It probably did really well, because it's Spider-Man. It was Spider-Man. Yeah. And also, it had good two, a good two movies before it. I understand that, but, like, Fantastic Four, I don't think, has the same mainstream appeal Batman that a Spider-Man does. Batman is a does. huge thing, and then it still had, like, a few bad movies. Yeah, but they probably still did well in the box office. I don't know about Batman. It probably did okay. Well, um, th- that's also a different scenario, because, like, now we're on a history of mm-hmm. bad movies. But, like, I would 100% argue that, like... As far as mainstream culture goes, Spider-Man is way more family household name than the Fantastic Four. Like if I were to like if I was to call my mom right now and say name Marvel characters, she probably might not even know what that means. Yeah. But like if I said like name superheroes, and we just removed anything she said DC wise, mm-hmm. Spider-Man would probably be Spider-Man one of the first things she'd say. Yeah. And I don't even bad. think she would get to the Fantastic Four. I don't know. She'd the... definitely say the Hulk before Fantastic Four. Yes, and I would say from like the properties that they still had, Hulk was probably the biggest name one that they had. Yeah, no, the point I was trying to make was like, as weird it is as it is to think back now at this point, looking back as like we're gonna lead in Phase One with Ant Man. It's also kind of weird for them to be like we're gonna lead with Iron Man because yes. like Iron Man was also not like different for people who read comic books, but like mainstream culture, who the yes. fuck knows what Iron Man is. Yes. Out of the first phase, it was mostly C-list with Hulk being a B-plus, maybe A-list. I need to look this up because now I need to know if they had an Ant-Man cast for that time. I don't think they had an Ant-Man cast. Because it wouldn't have been Paul Rudd. I'd be, it'd no. be weird. at that Because just based on like where he was yeah. and where all that was, I, that would be weird. No, it was way too early for that. Where, and now, like... I, even even I think, back then, I'm not even sure if they had Ed Norton for Hulk yet. I don't remember. Ed Norton um, might have actually been one of the other, the other guys on the stage. It might have been Ed Norton, uh, Favreau, uh, RDJ, and, the, again, the director whose name I'm spacing on. Yeah, it's going to piss me off. I know it, too, and it's going to drive me insane. Um, the Hulk movies are bad. I haven't watched them in a long time, but they're bad, right? Which, I mean, we've only got two. I don't know. Them. I don't know. They're both bad, in my opinion. When I think about them, they're bad movies. Uh, I enjoy The Incredible Hulk. I probably also like the Hulk. Would you? Which one is MCU? The Incredible Hulk. Would you put that? Would that be on the bottom of your MCU list, or would that be? Would something else be below it? Because for me, that it, would be on the bottom. It would not be rock bottom. It would be rock I bottom would, for me. I can admit that the movies got way better since then, but like I wouldn't rank it probably as low as other people. Like I still. Put Do you it, have a rock bottom MCU movie? It would either be Thor two or Iron Man two. Probably Thor two, to be honest. I still think I'd watch Thor 2 and Iron Man 2 over Incredible Hulk. Granted, I haven't watched that movie in a long time, but I I do not remember enjoying that movie at the time either, so I I can't imagine I would enjoy it more now. Mm. Um, Thor 2 is pretty bad, though. Iron Man 2, I don't... Nah, I kind of hate Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 is a bad movie. Iron Man 2, it just bothered me for being a movie that was more concerned about setting up the fact that they were doing Iron Man 2 was essentially like uh, their Batman v Superman. That It was like really concerned about setting up 
all the other things are going to happen after that. Which I think at that point, they were also probably trying to figure out how do we continue to set things up in a way that isn't like over encumbering on the audience and doesn't doesn't leave it up to just the post credit scene to be the tie in. Yeah. Um, to be fair, it was Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2. So they were Iron Hulk didn't do very well. No, Iron Man, Iron Man did really well. Hulk did not. So they, I think they just kind of had to... Yeah. Plus, I think Iron Man, I don't know what the actual box office was, but I would imagine it was, even if it wasn't like a fucking smash success and it's like a top fucking grossing movie, it was probably a smash success compared to their expectations, I would imagine. Uh, I think it was both. Okay. I didn't know. I, I had assumed it was the latter, but the the former would also make sense. Um, So the other part of it is like, I also kind of get them trying to jam other things into Iron Man 2 because they were like, oh, Iron Man can be a thing. Like, this is popular. Let's try to get people interested in the other shit via Iron Man. Yeah. Um, anyways, I don't know. MCU. We talk about it forever. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't... There's really not... Especially in, like, the last few... In the, in the more modern half of the MCU, there's not really movies that I dislike Doctor Strange, the first one, it's not that I disliked it. A lot of things I like about it. It's just, it came at a time of another origin story. We've seen a lot of these, like, we've seen a lot of this character development already from other characters. Um, and it was just at the point where it was like, all right, like, I, I kind of just want to know what's going on with the rest of these characters now. Like, I don't, I don't care about learning about this character. I like, I just want you to get up to speed where everyone else is at this point. Because we had no... At that point, it was like... Doctor Strange came out before Infinity War. Yes. What Was it Guardians, Doctor Strange, Ragnarok? Mm, maybe. I, I feel like Doctor Strange went... At the time for me when that came out... It uh, was, Doctor Strange should have been... Oh, never mind. That should have been basically... I feel like the, at the time Doctor Strange came out, it was it was more of like we know a lot of these other puzzle pieces are in place. We know that Doctor Strange is going to be an important part of that puzzle. I just want to get to the part where he's on the puzzle board and not like where do I put this puzzle? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, and knowing that, watching the movie, I was like, all right, let's let's fucking go. Because I feel like even though Ant-Man also an origin story, it was like a quicker, upbeat, funny, like, romp. So, like, that was easier to digest for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the only other origin stories after that were Black Panther Captain Marvel? Mm-hmm. I mean, I forget where Guardians falls into this. Guardians was before that, but I just can't remember how far ahead. Guardians was, was like, I think one of those things for a lot of people, probably myself included, that going into that movie, I didn't know what to expect. And it fucking way, it blew my expectations out of the water. So I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was also like a, I would argue, like a vastly different take on an MCU movie at that point. Yeah. None of them were like that funny None of them and like silly. Ensembles. Besides Avengers. It's not Avengers, but Avengers was like an ensemble with the other characters we saw were this was an ensemble of, of new characters. Of new characters. Yeah. No, I, 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 Guardians is great. I don't, I'd have to rewatch Guardians 1 and 2 back to back to see if I like one more than two. I liked two. 
feel like there were some slow parts of two. Or I feel like overall one is really good. I don't know how you feel about Guardians. Um, I feel like I liked two, but I can't remember by what margin I liked it more than the other. Because some of the ego stuff, I was just like, this is going on too long. Like, I don't know. Anyways, fucking MCU, taking up all our time. Mike. Oh, by the way, it was Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, you are correct. Scott Pilgrim, ahead of its time. It was. That movie came out. If that movie came out during the last 10 years. Wait, when did it come out? 2007? Uh, 2007, 2000, yeah, 2007, 2008, I think. It, like, legitimately came out a few years too early. Yeah. Like, that same movie, you put that out in the last 8 to 10 years? It's gotta be a fucking mega success. Would it's gotta it, be. Would it keep the same cast? Um, I mean, well, it fucking Steve Rogers would definitely not be in that movie, mm-hmm. but I think everyone else would probably stay pretty intact. Uh, well, no, Brie wouldn't be there either. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Evans. I don't know why I said Steve Rogers. I don't know why you didn't correct me. I said well, Steve I mean, Rogers. Like, talking about it, I figured that was just a choice. You made. Those are the only two MCU actors in that movie, right? Uh, MCU. Yes, I mean. So I mean, not that they couldn't be in the movie. I just feel like they probably wouldn't be in the movie. MCU, yes. I'm I'm trying to put times together because um, Thomas Jane, who played the Punisher in a Punisher film, one of like the three or four that came out, he's also in it. I mean, very briefly, it's a very small part. Yeah. Um, I I feel like I feel like Michael Sarah could play that role eight years ago. It wouldn't be that far from when he actually played the role. Um, I, I feel like the cast could pretty much remain the same. I mean, honestly, if it came out during phase one of the MCU, Brie could definitely still be in it. Mm-hmm. And Chris Evans probably still could be too. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he did, he had, has done other movies during his time as Captain America. Yeah. Like Snowpiercer? Uh, yeah, probably. I'm trying to remember when Snowpiercer actually came out. But... Knives Out? Granted, that's at the end of it, but I mean, he's he's definitely done some other things during that time. But uh, no, it's crazy to me because I rewatched that movie in the last six months at some point, and that movie holds up. I like the source material, so maybe you have to like the source material to like it. But no, I mean, I didn't read the comic before I watched the movie. That's also like true. It. I didn't read it until after. It, for me, though, it, I could also be like because it has like some video game stuff, so it's like maybe that's where I. I regardless, still, it's a good movie. I think it's still a good movie, and it still holds up to this day. I think it's I. I mean, I can see the argument that if you're a person who really doesn't care about video games, then you might find the homages and like the things they put in the movie. Yeah. That are direct references to just video games in general, like maybe a bit off-putting. Yeah. But for the most part, I think it's just like an entertaining movie that happens to have some video game elements to accentuate parts of it. I really would have loved to see what Edgar Wright's version of Ant-Man was. I don't know how much they kept from what his was. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but. I can also see if he was making an Ant-Man movie that was more in the tone of like how he made Scott Pilgrim, that probably wouldn't mesh well with the rest of the MCU. It would be like too drastic, drastic of a departure where I can see maybe if that's where things were going, 
they were like, yeah, this it won't work because it would just be too different. Because um, I feel like the I feel like the the most different we can get with these movies so far and still remain somewhat intact and, and cohesive across the universe is Guardians and Ragnarok, where Ragnarok actually probably being the most big of a departure because I, don't know, I said most big the biggest departure because Guardians their first appearance on screen has been pretty like fluent throughout their every appearance on screen where Thor definitely from Ragnarok on is a different Thor than the previous movies yeah um but they make it work in like a character progression type of way um that might have just been why Edgar was signed on so early. It's like that was before they really figured out what they wanted to do with these movies. Yeah. So back when he was actually attached, he might have had a little bit more leeway. Whereas when the movie was fine, like they're like, "All right, we're gonna do this." Mm-hmm. They had already kind of set a tone, like, "All right, this actually isn't gonna work." Yeah. Which I mean, again, I I thought Ant Man, especially the first one at the time, I forget what it came out in between. I I felt like it was a good. Like, Ant-Man was, like, right after Age of Ultron? That's what I thought. I thought it was in between Ultron and Guardians for some reason. It it might be. I just remember that it it came out after no, Ultron, but it was, still part of, it was still part of Phase 2. It must have come. Yes, I, actually, I'm pretty sure that Ant-Man's role is he's, like, a, a phase ender. Because mm-hmm. he came out after Ultron, and, he, and 2 came out after Infinity War. So uh, maybe not a phase ender, but he's, yeah. like, a, he's, like a, he's, he's an Avengers palate cleanser. That makes sense. Um, where okay, so then that's not the order of movies then, because Guardians I do think came out in the fall, but I'm pretty sure Doctor Strange also came out in the fall. So Doctor Strange must have been the following year with two movies Doctor before. Doctor Strange it. I think was like fall 2017. Oh, was Doctor Strange after Homecoming? Mm, maybe. Yeah, I think that might have been the 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 move there. But anyways, uh, Scott Pilgrim, such a good fucking movie. I I really do think that if it came out a few years later, it would have been a much bigger success. It came, if I remember correctly, it came out. I remember thinking it was so funny that it had come out like opposite The Expendables and some big rom com movie. And I was like, it's definitely like. These three movies are shooting to three very different audiences, and it'd be interesting to see how it shakes out. And Scott Pilgrim ultimately didn't do very well. <clears throat> I think Expendables did very well, and maybe the rom-com movie did too, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I mean, the Expendables was going to do well no matter what, because it had like 87 fucking like old yeah. white guys in it that people care about. And Terry Crews. Was it just all action people? It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, that it wasn't was, like the that thing was of it? Gimmick. Yeah. It was like so like, it, it had a... It had a gimmick that was going to, no matter what, if the movie was good or bad, it was probably going to do really well. Mm. Did they make three of them? Yes. Did they all do well? They must have. At least the first all, two must have done well. I don't think they well. did well. I believe I watched the first two. I, I would imagine they had to have done well enough because they kept adding more people into the fray, and I would imagine that's an expensive, expensive fucking budget there to yeah. have, like, because then they get, like, Chuck Norris... And I, it wasn't Chuck Norris's thing, wasn't he? Didn't he just show up and like give a thumbs up? Like, wasn't that his the extent of his experience? Believe, he didn't I be- fight, I don't think. I believe he was in the first one. I don't think he did much. I think he it was like a very glorified. Cameo. Yeah. So I feel like like even that probably cost a decent amount of money. 
Bruce was, was the president. Was the president? Was Jet Li in one of them too? Jet Li was. Jet Li should have been in all of them. Jackie probably. wasn't in it though, was he? Jackie Chan. I don't think Jackie Chan was in them. Who the main St- Stallone was like the main. Stallone guy? was like the main guy, and Jason Statham was like his right hand man. Sort Bruce of. Willis is in it too. Bruce Willis, I believe, was like Schwarzenegger or no? Schwarzenegger appeared. He wasn't like a guy, but like he appeared. Yeah, so it was just it was just all like mostly like action type Dolph guys. Um, John Claude Van Damme might have been there. Um, I think some other like wrestlers turned actors, not The Rock, but like maybe somebody else. Oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, I believe, was like a bad guy in one of them. Okay, yeah, I mean, if those movies were made now, The Rock would be like one of top billing. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. All right, Mike, let's wrap things up. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Past Control Podcast, episode one eighty-two. As always. If you're a friend of the show, fan of the show, you want to help support the show, you can do that by going to uh, patreon.com slash pass the controller and becoming a patron or going to threadless.com slash pass, sorry, pass the controller.threadless.com and getting some sweet swag from our store. Uh, if you don't have any bucks kicking around and you want to help support the show, the easiest way to do that and the freest way to do that is to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That really, really helps us, and we really appreciate it. Um, share the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Let a friend know that you think likes nerdy stuff, likes us eating Skittles for 30 minutes. Think they like that? Let them know about the show. You know, Let, Give us a chance with them. Who knows? Maybe we'll get a new fan. Um, as always, if you want to find any of our content, all of it, is at PassTheController.io. We're on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. If you want to keep in touch with me, you can find me at BGroom across all social media and you can find this guy at underscore MikeOPath. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said at the top of the show or at some point in the beginning in between all the Skittle nonsense, we have a PAX East panel. And if you're going to be at PAX East this year, the end of this month, we would love if you spent your thurs- an hour of your Thursday night with us on the 27th from 7.30 to 8.30 where we talk the top 10 video games we would love to see turned into movies. It is going to be myself, Dom, Todd, and then a few special guests from across the country. We have Lily Zaldivar. We have Grayson Morales. We have Cameron Hawkins. It's going to be a fucking blast. We really hope you can come to PAX East and we really hope you can come hang out with us. And I will be a panelist on a panel on Sunday, March 1st at 2 p.m. for celebrating the 35 years, celebrating 35 years of Tetris. And it's going to be a fantastic time with a bunch of great panelists hosted by Morgan Shaver. It is going to be a good time. Let me tell you, Mike, that's all I got. Cool. I got this weird fucking envelope of spitty Skittle fucking crushes. Let's get this shit out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this week's episode, episode 182.